It's mostly cloudy and 7 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. The protest against COVID-19 measures in Ottawa has swelled again as it stretches into a second week. Officials estimated yesterday that 500 heavy vehicles associated with the demonstration were in the city centre. Global's Mike Drolet says on top of nearly non-stop honking, people in Ottawa are also dealing with nightly fireworks. They're shooting them off from the war memorial. They're shooting them off from in front of Chateau Laurier, uh, in front of Parliament, and then also just, uh, you know, a few blocks downtown. I mean, it was, uh, it, it, felt, it felt like Victoria, like Victoria Day. Ottawa police say they're conducting criminal investigations into 50 alleged incidents connected to the so-called Freedom Convoy. They say of 11 of those alleged offenses are hate crimes and four people are facing charges. Protests in support of the convoy in Ottawa took place here in Alberta as well. But first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. In the southwest, eastbound 9th Avenue is reduced to a single left lane between 16th Street and 11th Street for an ongoing construction project. In Kensington, on Kensington Road at 12th Street, there's a single lane of alternating traffic for a project that's gone into overtime. There are flag persons on scene. A message from Canadian Blood Services. There's an immediate need for blood. Over 1,600 open appointments to fill in Calgary this February. Book now at blood.ca. From the 770-CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Phil Jansen. Rallies supporting the trucking convoy in Ottawa were held across the country yesterday, including right here in Calgary. Groups supporting the protesters gathered in their vehicles at Baker Park in the city's northwest and circled the city, ending up on Stony Trail. Organizers dubbed the protest Operation Bear Hug. Thousands of people also gathered at Central Memorial Park and marched down 4th Street to 17th Avenue Southwest. There was a large police presence in front of the Sheldon Schumer Center where the rally started. The race to become leader of the Conservative Party of Canada has ha- has its first candidate, high-profile MP Pierre Polyev. Stephanie Taylor has the details. Polyev announced his bid for party leadership in a video posted to social media. In it, he doesn't mention the Conservative Party or the leadership contest. He says only that he wants a job as Prime Minister. Despite the 42-year-old's reputation as a fiery performer in the House of Commons, Polyev calmly delivers his message that he wants to make, quote, Canadians the freest people on earth. He announced his bid before the party has even set the rules for the race, which means he can't begin to fundraise. Stephanie Taylor, The Canadian Press, Ottawa. Other possible leadership contenders include Ontario MP Leslin Lewis and Peter McKay, a former cabinet minister who placed second in the 2020 leadership race. Another is Brampton, Ontario Mayor Patrick Brown. Experts say the Queen has created a unique legacy in Canada as she marks her Platinum Jubilee. Professor Andrew Hurd of Simon Fraser University's Political Science Department says she has embraced her role as the Queen of Canada in a cultural and political way. She was here during iconic moments like the signing of the Constitution Act in 1982 and during tragedies like when she stopped during a visit in 1959 at Pont-de-Chine or New Brunswick to meet with families of fishermen who died in a storm. The 95-year-old monarch is marking seven decades on the throne, the first British royal to reach that milestone. Taking a look at sports, Calgary speed skater Tenyan Blumen looked like he was going to press for a medal in the 5,000 meters event in Beijing, but instead faded fast over the second half of his race and finished well back in 10th. Blumen, the former world record holder in the event, had the fastest split after 1,400 meters before a series of slow laps took him out of contention. 
Global News Sky Tracker weather cloudy this morning, clearing around noon, reaching a high of 10, partly cloudy overnight with a low of zero, sunshine, and nine tomorrow. It's seven degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Been away for a couple of weeks and uh, big thanks to the crew from Edmonton for fulfilling all your gardening <laughs> info over the last couple of weeks. So uh, thanks to them and from uh, 6.30 Ched and, uh, and Greenland Garden Center up there. If you are up in Edmonton, definitely stop in and uh, see Greenland. It is a great garden center and uh, Awesome place to have lunch too. They have a a great restaurant right in the right in the garden center, so it's uh they have a great spot there. So, anyways, I'm glad to be back. Kind of, sort of. It's one of those mixed feelings when you go away and uh, you're away on vacation and you're enjoying the sun and things like that. So, but it was definitely it was uh, long overdue as we all have gone through our a little bit longer. Um, non-vacation time away so it's good to get away and recharge and uh, get ready for a great season coming up in uh, 2022 here in the garden season here in calgary super excited we got lots of great things happening and uh and lots of product coming in didn't and that's going to be our biggest challenge as far as that with with uh products Plants, I, I'm not too concerned as much. But definitely, some of the varieties of some of the harder, uh, hardier uh, nursery stock, we got lots booked of certain things. But there's definitely shortages still this year of of certain nursery stocks. So we're, we're working hard to to secure all that, um, all our seeds and all that stuff is in already. So it's great. Um, to see all that stuff starting to go out. Lots of people in the garden center. Um, yesterday, I wasn't in yesterday. It's so weird. You get back, and <laughs> I kind of have a bum knee from years ago, and it felt so good the last couple of weeks in Mexico. I've been rolling around and feel like I'd run up and down stairs. It's all awesome. And all of a sudden, two days after I get back, I'm just sitting there doing nothing. I sort of turned the wrong way, and my, and my knee just goes, ugh. And it just felt like it was just unbelievable. So um, I'm not too sure what uh, what went on. So I'm just icing and getting it all back to normal. But I'm about 50%, 60% back, so, which feels really good um, considering how I felt about two days ago. So getting back at it. And uh, I get a quick text here already. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. And the text line, of course, 403-974-8255. And if you'd like to join me, um, please do. Good morning. Do you have any information on Salt Stopper, a product for removing dog spots on lawns, as mentioned by Greenland when you were away? I don't, but we do have that dog spot prevent. It works really, really well. It's, it's a product that we have... Um, at Spruce It Up, it's pro- it's produced by Evolve, and that's Sheldon, and he does a great job. He's the guy who does the Rage Plus, and that it it works really good. You apply it three times a year, 
And when you're using it with our green it up lawn fertilizer, basically you don't have spots. It works so good. Um, Brad, one of the managers at the store, he had two big labradoodles and his yard was just a, a disaster for a bit. And, uh, and you can see pictures uh, at the store. He has it all fixed up. So it's, it's good. Anyways, um, is I kind of hear some weird noise in the background. Hopefully we're all good. Everybody's here. All right. Well, Jen, good morning, Jen. Hey, Merle. Good morning. How are you? Good. You? Good. Welcome back. We missed you. Yeah, no, I uh, missed everybody. I missed doing the show. I did listen a little bit, sit by the pool <laughs> during the, my morning pina colada. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, so it it was nice to to hear the stuff going on, and but definitely yeah. happy to be back doing the show. Um, uh, hopefully, one day when I go away, I can just uh, have a good internet connection, and I can just take my show on the road <laughs> and and travel and do it wherever. Sit by That's the pretty pool. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that would be cool. It's looking good at the garden center. You guys got looking great. Yeah, it's looking um, amazing. Yeah. Lots of great grower supplies all come in, I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got all the things. Um, I can actually hardly keep up, as usual, um, between Suzanne moving things around and Lisa posting on social media. Um, it's unbelievable because people are they're wanting and seeing the stuff and grower supplies included from the soil to I had somebody in yesterday looking for those, that cat grass seed. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we've got all kinds of stuff, lights and pellets. You bet. Um, and it's it's it is good. Um, I know we have a, such a fantastic team down there at Spruce. Like we Suzanne, do. she's in putting out mode right now. She's just getting everything <laughs> out. Her display mode, like trying to uh, keep up. Yeah, she's. I know. I tried good. to stop her for a little bit the other day when I first got in to stop and chat a bit. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're back. Okay, good. I got stuff to do." So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's it was, quite literally. That's how that goes around here. Hey. Yeah, yeah, she's got no, a, it, got stuff to do, and it looks great, and the colors too are fantastic. Uh, and that's part of it. And when you when you're when you get fortunate to, uh, to have team members like that that um, are passionate, and mm-hmm. uh, and she doesn't so much research of the colors of the year and what goes with what, and her memory of where's this that goes with that and this and that. Uh, and I did enjoy your little video last night when, or this morning, or yesterday morning, when you were waking <laughs> up all the plants. That was pretty cute. That was pretty cute. That was Lisa's idea. Yeah, those <laughs> are fun. But I mean, literally, that's how we are around here. We're very, like you said, passionate is a perfect word. And I think anybody in the garden industry, right? That's that's what we love to do. It's where we love to be. And uh, I think it's we're fortunate, aren't we? Like mm-hmm. we get asked. Um, are we allowed to, or how do you feel about doing the show on Sundays? Like, I look forward to it because I get to talk to with you. I get to talk with all the listeners. I get to talk about things we love to do. Um, true. So, so very fortunate. And uh, so, um, anyways, love doing it. And yeah. if any of the listeners want to call in, um, we're here to answer any of your questions, 403 974 255 but at, at this time of year like what we're seeing mainly is I, I would say a lot of it's still a little early to start a lot of the seeds though mm-hmm. like it's still mm-hmm. it's gather your stuff you can grow if you have it depends if you have a 
grow light in the house or a little greenhouse area where you want to grow some herbs and things in the house. But if you're planning on putting stuff outside, we're still a bit early. Like it, yeah. it, it'll be, yeah. it'll be a long haul and stretched out pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice if we had that long a season, but what do you think? What do you think of peppers? I've been hearing each season that I'm here. I hear people starting peppers earlier and earlier inside. When do you, do you uh, do any of that? Um, I don't do it. I used to do a lot of peppers. I find the same thing. Yeah. When stuff's inside, it just needs that fresh air and the coolness yeah. sometimes of the the evening. <clears throat> I find they sometimes get a little bit too soft. Oh, okay. Or All overloved right. a bit inside. Yeah. If you <laughs> so overloved, it, yeah. Yeah. Or you or you're trying to do too much and then repotting them is important. Um, so nice bright light as well. Like now the days are getting longer. Like I was mm -hmm. even kind of surprised yesterday. Like we were sitting there and Carolyn just we were getting ready for dinner. When she was, oh, it's six o'clock already, and and it was still light out. Good so that. yeah, which is oh, it's it's just nice to see. And a uh, little update on my lemon. I got back oh, and okay. it has yes. full of this. leaves, full what? of leaves. So it's yeah, it totally came back. Had no leaves on it. Looked like a bunch of sticks. <clears throat> Put it in the sunny spot for the last couple of weeks. I pruned off all the dead stuff. Came back and I know Carolyn was hoping to throw it out. She's been bugging me for a while to <laughs> to get rid of that thing. She goes, "It's hideous," and I'm like, well, "No, no, it's not hideous. It's our it's our unloved uh, lemon child that we have here." So um, we're we're bringing it back. It's it, it's uh, I just had it for so long and putting it outside from. I've had 15 to 16 lemons on it to no yep. leaves to crumpled up. So I've done everything to this thing and it's still, it came back and is showing me the love right now. So I'm going to ensure that it, uh, it survives. That's and, so uh, cool. Huh. Yeah. And that's almost the best thing sometimes when, if you do get into some trouble with your plants and they do get dried out, your best cut it back, pull off all the dead stuff, let it rejuvenate, like let it, reset and then a lot of times it'll push out new plant new leaves and stuff so so sometimes don't, don't be totally discouraged and it's harder with if you have a ivy or something that, that dries out mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. they won't come back but a lot of this other stuff definitely will um if it has a bit of um substance to the bark like a little thicker where it's holding things in there so that's it's, so uh, patient boomer all good for you yeah, well, yeah. It, it's just – sometimes you – and I like to look at the bark, and I talk about that with trees in the off-season. Mm -hmm. um, that's when you can really tell if your trees are healthy. When you look outside right now, and if you go through your yard and you examine your trees, you can see any physical damage to the bark. You can see the discoloration. You can see a lot of things that uh, – that you can't see in the summer when they're full of leaves and any right. of that dead damage or disease branching. So it's important at this time of year to to get out and look at your trees and shrubs and uh, assess what they're what they're doing. So yeah, and hopefully hopefully you're feeding your birds when you're doing that, and it gives you an excuse to get out there because that's what I've been doing while you've been gone, <laughs> feeding my birds. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Lots of. So it's kind of neat down in, uh, in like in a lot of the resorts and different areas. They use falcons. Um, what? Because you know sometimes you get those blackbirds that kind of poop all over the place. Yeah. And so they use falcons, 
they have a guy like a guy who's trained falcon guy whatever they're called a falcon yeah. falcon I don't know, what, what do we call him? Falcon, Falcon guy. trainer guy. Yeah. Falcon trainer guy. And he <laughs> just walks around all day the resorts, and he lets his falcon just sort of fly around and lands. That comes back oh. and lands on his wrist. It, it's pretty cool. It's just to That's keep away so cool. the the dirty birds or the blackbirds, which <laughs> I think some of the stuff, sometimes people would like to have something like that here. So if there's any huh. falcon guys that uh, – Want to create? Maybe you can create a little business. You can go around in people's yards and, uh, no and get kidding. rid of certain pesty, the little, pesty the poop, birds. Poopy birds. Yeah, we need yeah. that through the breezeway here. That'd be amazing. Abs- yeah, right. So, uh, All our birdies, yeah. Brad. Feet. But so many, so many cool birds and things like that. But I'm going to take a quick break. Um, and when we get back, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. Four zero three. Nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Cowries Year Round Full Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Yeah, I like the new introductions. Those uh, those sound pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to yeah. freshen it all up, and uh, I guess they figure they figure while I was away, they'd rejuvenate the show like we do with the plants. So it's good that. to get some uh, some new liners. So sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, got a quick question here on the text line, Jen. Okay. It just says here two questions. I put a wash softener in. I have one hard water tap, but it's cold. How do I water my indoor plants? I, do should people be concerned? I, I I know you don't want to do it with the softened water because you can add too much salt. So if the water's really really cold, which is fine, if you want to just fill your water jug up and just let it get a little bit warmer to room temperature, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that that's fine. I'll be honest, I water right at the tap when the water's cold and. <laughs> I, I don't have the patience in it, and it you doesn't seem to plant, hurt. Merle, come on. <laughs> I know. Well, it wakes them up, just like me yeah. in the shower. <laughs> you run out of hot water. Wim Hof, and it's like... Wim Hof method. Yeah. No, I I sometimes do that. I, I know Lori um, in receiving. She's our receiving manager. She, I think she does not use any cold water on her plants. Um, yeah. So, and I just I go back and forth in between. I don't think you're going to hurt your plants if you if you use the cold water. But yeah, I agree with you. Just fill it a something up, fill a vessel up, let it sit there to warm to uh, room temperature, and then just use that. Yeah. Okay. And then here's another one. Can you educate me on grow lights? I have a little shelf. I'm thinking of attaching a grow light strip to. Would this work? Mm. I'm trying to keep a sentimental African violet alive and trying to revive a fiddlehead fiddle leaf fig. Um, in my opinion, um, any kind of that good supplemental light definitely helps. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it can also affect if you have something like, as Jen knows, um, (laughs) you were trying to get something (laughs) to bloom. Yeah. Um, certain things, if they get too much light, they won't bloom or, or, or things like that. But if you're doing African violet and a fiddle leaf fig, um, I, I think the, the extra light will help tremendously i don't think it'll hurt it at all um so i would f- and it's also good for you if you're getting any of that good full spectrum light um around if you're if you're near that it uh it's good for your house it's good for your for yourself 
as well, getting just real natural sunlight. But you can't replace the real sun, so if you can get any other light to some of those, especially the fiddly fig, if if you're trying to revive it, and I do have one of those that uh, it came off one of our trucks and was frozen. I pulled all the leaves off. It's up in my office now. It looks fabulous. It's full of leaves. Oh, and, but high. I put it right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a frozen frozen fig off one of the trucks one day. So I always take them up to my office and they get um, – I, I <laughs> have a hard time throwing things away when I know that they're going to come back. So You, you have I, a lot uh, of plants in there. Um, I, I also would wonder, too, what's going on in terms of where the location is for the plants, um, for the African violet. That's, that's one thing. Also, if you want to come in here and see what a grow light is doing for one of the fiddle leaves uh, that Suzanne put under a grow light in the greenhouse, it looks amazing. Um, it doesn't get a lot of light kind of where it is, and she's got a grow light on it. It's fantastic. And I recommend the Rage Plus for the African violets. Um, I'm a big fan. That's what got me hooked is actually got my African violet blooming again. I'm convinced that was it. Yeah, they that Ridge Plus is a great product. Um, yeah, especially if things are struggling, it uh, really helps build the tissue back into the into the roots and then up into the leaf structure. Okay. And yeah, absolutely, yeah. it's it's a great it's a natural product as bat guano, which is bat poop and seaweed <laughs> and all kinds of fun stuff that you don't want to have to collect and make yourself. So our good friend Sheldon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, have you ever tried getting poop from a bat? It's not I, easy. I, hey? You're on the poop again in the second 15 minutes, Merle. But, I know. Um, no, good. I can't imagine collecting all that myself and putting it together. Yeah, I, so it would be nasty. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, fair. so anyway, our good helps. friend Sheldon has that figured out, so I don't know how he does it, but um, good good on him. And uh, yeah. actually, I'm going to get Sheldon on in the next couple of weeks. He's He's always idea, great yeah. to have on, so I'm going to give him a shout and see what's going on. He's in in Manitoba, so we'll oh. see if we can thaw him. We'll see if we can thaw him out of there and bring him in on the show. <laughs> and uh, and he's always has so much great information. So we will we'll definitely chat with and Sheldon um, created Rage Plus and also the Dog Spot Prevent and and numerous other products. Um, he was working for a larger chemical fertilizer company and hmm. they didn't like to go where he wanted to go he was trying to make suggestions and they said no so he said okay i'll go and uh, he made his own oh, so um really? i love that yeah it's a good story and uh i we definitely try to support him um, where we can because his products are good so yeah anyways and uh Absolutely. and again i do have a caller on the line we're going to pull up diane good morning diane morning hi Hi. Hi, Diane. Um, Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. With the weather, I love it. Um, I have a question for you. So I know African violets grow when you, better when you water them from the bottom and you don't let them sit too long in the water so the roots don't rot. But someone told me I should be doing that to all my plants. So I started doing that, and I lost two prayer plants and a cactus. So my question for you is, do I go back and I water from the top just a little bit for all my plants and just water from the bottom for the violets, or are all of them supposed to be watered from the bottom? There is. It depends if you have the right watering system to be able to, for the water to saturate all the way up to the top. Oh, um, okay. 
so you know what I mean? Like it has to wick all the way to the top on some of those other ones. Like there's because there's lots of growers that it's called flood irrigation. So what they do mm -hmm. is all the plants are sitting on a flood table, right. and then it fills up with water for an hour or whatever, and then they turn the water, they drain it back out, and then everything drains back out. Okay. <laughs> so the I, I myself, I would only do the ones that really need, like the African violet. One thing that works really good is the self-watering pots as well for for African violets. Mm. It's oh, one okay. that has where it's a sort of a clay underneath, and then you fill the water in the in the second reservoir, and then it mm -hmm. saturates the clay and that goes into the African violet pot. That works really well. Okay. Um, but but myself, I would just plants that need watering from the top that good flushing out is awesome right. just just okay just yeah water all the way through works great and okay. uh and let dry in between waterings um okay all right so um that explains why they're hard on top and dry and then their roots were rotting underneath yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. So when you say flush out though right now what i do um is I'm like, uh, I do the warm, I let my water sit room yep. temperature in a bottle for a day, and then I water them all. And, but when you say flush out, are you talking about like putting them under the kitchen tap under warm temperature? Or, or just fill it all the way up if you can so water can come out the bottom. If you don't have drainage holes, then you can't do that. Um, just ensure that you make sure they dry out in between waterings. But it's good to get the whole root ball moist when you do water like don't just water like an inch on the top like just don't put in like a little bit of water if you're gonna okay. water i like to water the whole root ball because if mm -hmm. you leave half of it and half the root ball gets dry that part of the root ball ends up dying off okay, so you're really not utilizing the whole root ball okay. so a lot of people do that with their trees outside like when they don't water enough yeah um, they just water the top two inches and then the bottom half of that root ball ends up dying off, and the tree struggles because it only has a, it's only using a third of the root system mm -hmm. for all the leaves up top. Okay, so that makes sense, and all of them do have drainage at the bottom, so just okay. So perfect. So when you water, put them in the sink if you can. Yeah. Water it so water comes out the bottom, and then you're set, Diane. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and 7 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. Protests against COVID-19 measures continue this weekend in cities across Canada, including here in Calgary. And for the second weekend in a row, downtown Edmonton streets were jammed with a convoy at the legislature. Pierre Polyev has launched his bid to be the next leader of the federal conservatives in a Facebook video saying he wants to make Canadians the freest people on earth. And Queen Elizabeth is celebrating her 70th year on the throne today, the first British royal to reach that milestone. Cloudy this morning, clearing around noon and will reach a high of 10 degrees. Partly cloudy overnight, cooling to a low of zero, sunshine and nine tomorrow. It's 7 degrees. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire. 
and we're here to answer any of your questions. We get lots of texts. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text. And if you're from out of town, we got 1-800-563-7770. Um, getting a couple questions regarding seeds and what we have in stock. Um, mm. I'm just They're just checking like pen, patty pen, squash seeds. Um, I'm almost positive we have. We're fully Me stocked. Too. Yeah. Um, we don't post it on our on our on our website. It's just too hard to try to keep up with all that. But I know we are pretty fully stocked at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will respond to your text here as soon as I hear back from Brad. He's heading down to check out what's going on and getting lots of text, um, which <laughs> okay, is good. good. Yeah, um, and we actually have. Charlene on the line. Let's go to Charlene. Good morning, Charlene. Hi. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. How can we help you? Well, I don't know anything about gardening, but I really want to Me either. (laughs) Good for you, Charlene. (laughs) Dive in. I need a new hobby because I'm retired now. Nice. I'm planting a vegetable garden, but I don't want something that's too difficult. I'm not sure what kind of Vegetables would be easiest to grow. Um, The thing is, when you start out with with gardening, um, start out smaller. Like, build your confidence up. Build the success up. Like, don't start out with a 50 by 50 garden where you create a job and, 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 and not have good success. So you sort of... So do you have are you gonna plant this garden in the ground or are you thinking container gardening or what what are your thoughts, Charlene? In the backyard. Okay, nice. So the biggest thing, so are you just gonna do like a ten by ten square or or larger? I was thinking about five by five, just really small. Okay. Perfect. Um so so the best thing to do is to and pick some veggies you like. Like usually like carrots are nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the lettuces will do well in Calgary, uh, but pick something you like to eat because um, that's important. Radishes. Um, there's so many veggies that grow great in Calgary. So ensure they have good soil. So okay. is this area, does it have grass now and you're going to cut the grass out and put nice soil in or? No, it's already, it's already dug up. Okay. okay. So, so first thing in the spring, what I would do is just, Turn it over a couple times, and then just amend the soil. Add some, if it's kind of soft and easy to work, which is great. You might just want to get this product it's called Groundskeeper's Pride. It's a, it's just an organic fertilizer. Sprinkle it in, and then just mix it into the soil. So just ensure that you have some nutrients in there, and then just create your lines. And with an area like that, you can also do square foot gardening. You can kind of coordinate off into little sections, and mm-hmm. and try it that way, and and do smaller rows of 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 some of your varieties. But in a smaller spot like that, I would do ones that grow quicker, like sort of like radishes, the lettuces, carrots. Um, yeah, carrots would do good. Um, Beets, I think. And, yeah, beets take a little bit longer, but that that would be something. Like I said, the biggest thing is finding stuff you like to eat as well. Uh-huh. So, what's your, what's your favorite veggie, Charlene? Like that corn. you think you grow corn. Oh. So I probably wouldn't do corn. You could do corn. 
Yeah. That's what those Tabor spots are for on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) True. I grew some corn in in some pots. Um, And you can grow corn here. I won't say you can't. It just just takes a long time. Um, So if you start out with plants that have already started, and I know we sell starter plants in the springtime. Mm-hmm. So starter plants, Charlene, are ones that are already started, and then you can transplant them. So you have that choice as well with a lot of this, Charlene, is in the spring when you go to a garden center. So if you come down to spruce it up, you'll, we have a whole veggie section. So a lot of the plants will be already started into pots, and then you can just transplant them into your soil, and it gives you a bit of a head start. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to start with seeds but stuff like radishes and carrots and some of the lettuce uh, it, they grow so easy that it's just it's nice to do it with the seed but the mm-hmm. biggest thing is 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 don't put too much seed in the in the soil at one time okay. like so make sure because a lot of those seeds are really small so just taking your time and and spacing them apart sort of a, an inch or two apart from each thing. So that way you don't, because when you get them up and coming, you end up having to thin them out. So you end up pulling out half the seeds that you that you planted. So. Oh, okay. So that's the advantage of, especially a five by five area. I think I would just start with, I would just come down to the garden center, pick out plants that you like to grow or eat, take them home, transplant them, and you'll have great success that way. Like, except, like said, radishes and things like that. They just grow almost overnight. So, uh-huh. wow, that's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and at this time of year, we we all, like a lot of the garden centers have extra time too. So, because we're not swamp busy, like we're busy but not crazy busy, like on the May long weekend. So mm-hmm. it's a good time to come down to the garden center, hang around the seed area, talk to us. Um, and we're more than happy to share all the information and help get you going. So, okay, it's perfect. Thank you so much. Alrighty. Awesome. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks, take Charlene. Bye bye. All right, take care. Um, also, what do we got here? Uh oh, yep. I bought a gardenia plant two weeks later, and all the leaves filled <laughs> up. Oh. Um, and I found the soil hard as rock. I did water it every other day. It seems to have completely rebound. Any hope for it, Brian? Um, it, it's going to be a tough go on that one, Brian, but gardenias are a hard wood stock thing. So it's something that we're mm-hmm. going to be able to revive. So what I would do is I'd probably transplant it into a bigger pot, pull all the old leaves off, transplant it into some new soil. Uh, and if you do have any Rage Plus, I would definitely get some of that. But even if you don't, just the new soil will help. And just water it really well and let it dry in between waterings. But my guess is it probably got dry. Like maybe had it in a real sunny spot. Gardenias are a little bit tricky because they're they don't give you any indication that they're dry. Like they don't <laughs> wilt. They just yeah. shrivel. <laughs> like <Yeah>. they, <laughs> it shows over, yeah. Hey, yeah. don't they? Like they don't give you that pre warning like some of the plants will droop over like an azalea it's or true. something. Mm-hmm. The gardenias yep. just don't do that. They just all of a sudden go crispy like they just okay yeah yeah and i was just gonna say too merle with the soil a lot of times if it was dry soil and it got compact um when you're watering the plant and you think you're watering the plant oftentimes the water is actually just going around the root ball as well so the root ball is not getting any moisture um even though it looks like that's what you're doing so and i've made that mistake and i still make that mistake here and so i try to aerate the plants or the soil 
as much as I can when I can. Um, but that yeah, might be another with, with those, thing. Yeah, and with those, they've been growing in those flood trays, like mm -hmm. so like gardenias, azaleas. When they're down at the into production greenhouses, they're growing in those soil or those flood trays. So it soaks up, so they flood it. It saturates that root ball, and then they turn yeah. off, and that drains out. So that's how they've been watered. So when you try to water from up top, it is a little bit tougher. You have to sort of take your time and fill it up three or four times, so you're saturating the the root ball. Yeah, super important. But, but Brian, what I would do is definitely just repot it, um, water it well, um, give it some Rage Plus if you can, and I think you'll definitely see. Um, some life come back into that. So give that a try. But right now we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire. And we're here to answer any of your questions. Um, what do we got here? Uh, the fungus nuts. Um, Ooh, here's one fun. for you, Jen. It says, yeah. good morning. I would like to know if I need to be concerned about my snake plant. I think I stressed it when I was dealing with fungus nuts. I was watering mm -hmm. every five days with mosquito dunk. Yeah, so it probably got a little bit wet. So it got a lot of water. Then I removed an inch of the top soil and replaced with new soil, so it got less water then. The gnats are gone, but the plant isn't starting any new growth was always seemed to do when it seemed happy i've had a couple bottom leaves die recently. i would love your thoughts thanks jennifer um <laughs> looking at this that and i gotta get uh i'm gonna get you hooked up on the text thing for next week jen so you okay. can see some of these um yeah i wouldn't be concerned about this jennifer i like i'm Agreed. looking at the plant itself it's this time of year you're not gonna see like it's just starting new growth um, as our days get longer, that little brown leaf on the bottom, that's just an old one. Pull it off. That's normal stuff that, that they do. Just let it dry out in between waterings. Looks like you have a good terracotta pot. Put in a good bright light, and I think you're going to be totally fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry at all. So I'm, awesome. uh, I'm not, not too worried about it. Ooh. Oh, here's another one. <laughs> it was the one with the fiddly fig. Gorgeous yeah. one. It says, Thank you for your response. One more question. I have a second fiddly fig. I haven't killed yet. That's funny. I, I watered in the <laughs> sink and let the water run through and drain overnight. My question is whether I might kill this plant by keeping it close to the windows when it's minus 20. It does get cool in the corner and the floor. Um, Lily, I don't think so. It looks great. Um, the only other one is there's a heat vent right there, but you have it far enough away. Um, I, I think you're going to be fine. The only thing is I would look at – it's in the original grower pot. When you have mm. such a big, beautiful, fiddly fig like you got there, I would look at transplanting that into a nice big pot, and uh, that way it will be good for a few years, and uh, and then you'll be fine. Get something with a saucer so you don't have to take it and uh, and, and into the sink every time, mm -hmm. and I think you'll be totally fine. This is a, it's a gorgeous looking um, fiddly fig, lots of light, nice. windows from both sides. So I, I think Lily, you're going to be totally fine with that, and uh, you should be good to go. But right now, I'm going to pull up Kim on the line. Good morning, Kim. Hi, Kim. How are you? 
Good, it's good. Gorgeous. How are you? It's great. So it's cloudy. It? It's not quite like Mexico weather up here yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Soon. Yes. I have a couple questions for you. Um, I have a question about the fiddlehead fern bulbs. Do you guys get the fiddlehead fern bulbs in yes. stock so that you we can just plant them in various spots in our gardens? Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah, we just get and them in bare root. Yes, yes. That would be the one. Um, can a person um, plant osteospermum off of last year's plant seed? Um, what, you collected the seed? Yes, I did. Good for you. Well, if... Yeah, if you've collected it and and doing it, and that's one that you can start um, a little bit sooner rather than later. The germination on those takes a little bit longer. Um, cool. So if you've dried them and the seed is healthy, yeah. um, there should be no reason why those shouldn't work for you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what I'll do is I'll just treat it as like a house plant, so not to overwater, not to let it yeah. dry out. Much. It's going to take yeah. a little bit. It's probably going to take two or three weeks to germinate. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so just got to be patient with those. A lot of those, um, some of the daisies and almost perennial-like things, um, they always take a little bit longer um, to yeah. germinate. Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just and so just be be patient with it. Okay. Um. I. I, can I ask you a couple more questions? <laughs> sure. Actually, I'm just going to put you on hold, um, okay. and then we'll just come back to you, Kim, because we just got to take a quick break, Great. and uh, we got to run those commercials and all that other fun stuff. But uh, and we'll come back and we'll chat with Kim some more. But also, the phone lines are open if you want to join us. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire, and we do have Kim on the line. She has a couple more questions for us, so um, okay. welcome back, Kim. Good. Let's you. go. Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah, no okay. worries. So the next question, so I can pick it up on this. I know that you get sweet potato slits in in the spring. Now, are those sweet potato slits, are they hardy to our Alberta weather? Yes, they will grow here. Like obviously, either if they if we get freezing, if you plant them too early, or we get a a frost, they're very susceptible to frost. Right. But but they will grow um, the fruit um, production here. Okay, that's good to know. And um, other question. Okay, garlic. Like I said, I planted garlic in the spring for five years. I live out in the country, north of Strathmore. Yep. And I haven't had any ducks but mush. So then oh. I planted in the fall. Guess what? I have enough garlic that I could supply the whole country of Italy. Like, <laughs> just wonderful. It did much better for me when I did my fall planting of my garlic. So I and that's what they say. Yeah, and that's what yeah. they say. The fall is a is a better time to plant um, for for the garlic. So yeah, yeah. So the difference between hard neck. And soft neck. Now I haven't dibbled dabbled in the soft neck. Is it as hardy as the hard neck for our areas? 
Jen, do you know? Like, I know we typically bring in most of the hardneck varieties. Yeah. Um, and from my understanding, it's quite a bit hardier than the other ones. So. Okay, you just hit the nail on the spot. Okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got all my questions answered. Thank you so awesome. much. So I want to share with with your listeners. Um, I used to work for a company called Eaton's, and we had downstairs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember Eaton's. Small, yeah. We had a small, totally tropical area, and I was in charge of looking after that. So I had an old grandmother come to me, and she gave me so much wisdom. She said, water your plants from the bottom, stick your sink with two or three inches of room temperature water, and just let the plants soak it up. Or you can water from up top, not watering the greenery. She said, and wait till the pot." starts to pee. So in other words, the water <laughs> runs straight yeah, drip out. through yep. the plants. Yeah. And mm. she also said, um, she, you know, we use our crushed garlic, or not garlic, our crushed eggshells uh, to uh, amend the soil. Also, she mentioned that rinse your eggshells, crush them up, and put them in a mason jar of just water and let them sit underneath the sink for a week. She says, and water your African violet from the bottom with the eggshell water. And obviously, it's the calcium from them. But boy, obey, I don't put any other fertilizer other than the eggshell. Nice. Oh, nice. I know my mom was a huge advocate. Like we had so much stuff. Like, my mom cooked lots of veggies and and things like that. <laughs> we were throwing stuff back into the garden like crazy. Like right. like mm-hmm. all right. the scraps, all the table scraps, everything always went out into the garden. Um, yeah. It just and then would get rotor tilled in, and then my dad would add some mushroom manure. And then just keep feeding the soil that Bob's way. Your uncle. <laughs> yeah, and we had so much <laughs> veggies all the time; like it was, it was amazing. So nice. Um, so, all right. Well, thank awesome. you so much, Kim. I love your show. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. Bye, thank Kim. you. Have Take care. Day. You too. Bye bye. All right. Got a question here, and I haven't done one of these. Uh, I know lots of people have, like. I planted an avocado seed, and it was growing very well. Then all of a sudden, it just died. My friend hmm. had the same thing happen. And I've, I've heard of that happening to people um, when they try to grow an avocado. And and then all of a sudden, it, I, I think if it gets sits too long without being into into some soil, um, I, I then I, I think – that's when if if you leave it too long just in the water i think it just runs out of so what i sort of sort of know is you you put it in the seed you you tip you put the two tooth toothpicks in each side you have it hang over the glass of water um let the roots grow then you you cut the stem and then you put put the seed into the soil and then it grows from there um but I don't know why, and I don't know why it just all of a sudden died. My only thought is that they typically just get, um, they just run out of nutrients. Any any hmm. ideas on that, Jen? Have you? I, I'm quickly looking. No, I haven't done that myself. I need to give that a try. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm not sure what it is. I, that's just been a, something that happens with them we generally. We have done the little avocado kits, too. Um, which were kind of cool. That little thing that holds the. That's right. I forgot about that. Huh. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, but um, I, I think it's just, I think that's mainly what it is, is this, that it gets, um, um, runs out of nutrients. It's just too much water. I haven't changed the water is, is something I would try. try. So maybe see, what, see what you can do there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. And we got to take a break here for the news. If you want to join Jen and I, we're here to answer all your questions. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and 7 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Officials in Ottawa are desperate for protests to end as the demonstrations against vaccine mandates and public health measures stretch into their second week. There are estimates that nearly 500 heavy vehicles and 5,000 protesters were in and around Parliament Hill yesterday. Speaking on the Alberta Morning News, Global's Mike Drolet says local officials need help. The mayor has come out and he's pleaded with the province and with the, the feds for more resources because the police chief called it a siege and yep. they're not able to handle it. Uh, and uh, Jim Watson, the mayor, said uh, he's imploring Trudeau to step in and even sit down and mediate with these people, which which Trudeau has been steadfast in saying, no, no we're not, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely not. Police in Ottawa say they are investigating 50 alleged incidents related to the protests. They say 11 of those offenses are hate crimes with four people facing charges. Meanwhile, protests supporting the Ottawa convoy were held here in Alberta on the weekend with protesters in their cars circling the city on Stony Trail, a move they dubbed Operation Bear Hug. And thousands of others gathered at Central Memorial Park yesterday and walked down 4th Street to 17th Avenue. Edmonton's downtown core was packed with protesters again at the legislature. A political scientist says Premier Jason Kenney looking to lift most public health mandates feels suspicious. Elizabeth Smythe of Concordia University says it feels like the Premier could be facing serious pressure from many sources to lift them sooner rather than later. He was quite clear about a week ago that these restrictions we're looking at probably uh, later March. All of a sudden, he changes and says we're going to be removing restrictions in later February. So that's quite a dramatic shift in a couple of days. And the assumption to me is that he's had pressure from his caucus and perhaps from some uh, supporters. Smythe adds the change of mind could save Kenny his job with the upcoming leadership review that will be held in April. 42-year-old Ottawa-area MP Pierre Polyev has taken to Facebook to say he wants to lead the Conservative Party of Canada and the rest of the country after he defeats Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in the next federal election. Trudeau thinks he's your boss. He's got it backwards. You are the boss. That's why I'm running for Prime Minister, to put you back in charge of your life. Together, we will make Canadians the freest people on earth. Before he is able to run for prime minister, the Calgary-born Polyev will have to secure the leadership of the federal Conservative Party after Aaron O'Toole was handed his walking papers earlier this week. Meanwhile, a Quebec Conservative has quit his post as the party's deputy leader because he says he wants to play a role in shaping who will lead the party next. Alain Reyes says in a statement that he wishes the party to appoint a leader who who presents progressive values center-right economics, and unite the party around a common objective of replacing the Trudeau Liberals. He says he plans to support a candidate, though doesn't mention any by name. 
By wanting to get involved in the leadership race, race, Reyes says he has no other choice but to step down from his positions that include being the party's Quebec lieutenant. The Queen is marking 70 years on the throne. Reporter Lama Hassan says the Queen has used a special Platinum Jubilee message to make a significant decision in shaping the future of the British monarchy. Queen Elizabeth issuing a statement saying, It is my sincere wish that Camilla will be known as Queen Consort as she continues her own loyal service. Her Majesty also looking to the future of the monarchy, writing, And when, in the fullness of time, my son Charles becomes king, I know you will give him and his wife Camilla the same support that you have given me. The message ties up a loose end that has hung over the House of Windsor since Charles's divorce from the popular Princess Diana. Taking a look at sports, the Canadian Women's Curling Championship wraps up today with Northern Ontario's Krista McCarville facing either Andrea Crawford of New Brunswick or Team Canada's Carrie Einerson in the final. Crawford and Einerson will face off in a semi-final before the championship game goes this afternoon. Einerson is the two-time defending Scotty's champion. Global News Skytracker weather, cloudy this morning, clearing up around noon. We will reach a high of 10 degrees later in the day. Partly cloudy overnight, cooling to a low of zero. Tomorrow will bring sunshine and a high of nine degrees. The sun sticks around for the rest of the week. Eight degrees on Tuesday, 10 for Wednesday, and 12 on Thursday. It's seven degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire, and we're answering all of your questions right here on 770 CHQR. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Hey, Jen. Hello, Merle. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. It's so nice to be rolling with this again and, you know, chatting with people Abs- and, Yeah. Great. Actually, I got a great uh, text here. It says, welcome back. Hope you had a great holiday. Here's the peanut butter and lard bird seed. Looks delicious, eh? Mm. She just made some of the peanut butter lard cookies nice. that she's filling her suet up. Um, Love that. So thanks for that, Karen. That that looks uh, phenomenal. And we do have some heated bird baths coming um, Oh, we do? Soon. Yeah. Yeah, we were able to finally locate some. So, um mm. They they will be coming soon, so hopefully before before summer. But anyways, it's <laughs> one of those things that everything's six months late right now. So yeah. Um, and I did have a question. It says it says Gordy, he goes, where did you go? Do they have a garden center there? Um, mm. absolutely. And I did send pictures back to the <laughs> to the to the peeps that spruce it up when I was Derek and yeah. I were cruising through a couple garden centers. Um. And uh, yeah, right. and uh, I always seem to find those, and and it's kind of neat. They're they're getting more and more similar to ours. They used to be a little bit more rustic, um, but um, the newer ones and uh, a lot of the same plants too. And I'm really mm-hmm. noticing plants that have come into our fold the last couple of years, like the ZZ plant and things like that. Those are plants that have been used down there as just boulevard trees forever. Like I sent that one huh. picture to you guys of that big ZZ with the bloom. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And yeah. Yeah. So 
anyways, it's 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 kind of cool. Um, so I, actually, I was down in the Puerto Vallarta area. Love it down there. It's great. Um, we had the whole family down, so it was fun, and uh, and we all had to, it was just good to get away. And uh, Oma came with us as well, so it was it was nice, nice. to uh, have Oma out. She's still healthy to travel, so um, yeah. And it, and good. it's yeah. I, and I always treat the and I always joke about this. Uh, the COVID thing is. Back in Canada, I just treat it like when you're traveling in Mexico. Don't stick your fingers in your mouth and wash your hands. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it's, it's very similar. You can do so that. Just, yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. wash your hands. Um, don't stick your fingers in your mouth. That's and, great advice, uh, Merle. Yeah. Do it yeah. For anything, right? <laughs> yeah. I agree. I know. We've always told our kids that, you know? Yeah. Just stop yeah. sticking your finger. Quit licking that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, anyways, um, it's a uh, it's a it's a great place to just go to get away. Went to the botanical gardens, um, mm-hmm. and I shared some pictures of that back to the team as well. Um, if you get if you get a chance to go down, definitely go to the botanical gardens in Puerto Vallarta. It's it's gorgeous, and they're so passionate about the plants and things like that at the gardens. And you you go through and you see all the vanilla beans, the orchid house. Um, That's cool. All, yeah, it's yeah, it's so nice. It's just uh, yeah, it's beautiful. So um, yeah. got to spend the there day there with uh, with Jaden and Derek, my kids, Carolyn, my wife, and Oma didn't want to track. They wanted to just hang by the pool and read the book. So we went. Uh, kids <laughs> and I yeah, went to uh, okay. did the did the botanical garden tour. And things that that one wandered around there for for the day. It was uh, it was awesome. So, anyways, if you get a chance, um, yeah, if you're down in that area, definitely check out. And in most areas, um, so I know when Mark and Brad and I we went down to Phoenix um, Golf in there in February, we you stop at we went to a botanical garden in Phoenix. So there's usually in most cities they always have a botanical garden mm-hmm. of some sort or some sort of. Thing. So it's kind of cool if you get a chance to, to tr- when you're traveling to, uh, to stop in at those places and and see the local plants and 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 like that. It's pretty awesome. So, anyways, lots of fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And here we have another text here. Hi, I have a poinsettia from Christmas. Leaves are still red. How can I keep it going hmm. through the year? Wow. Well, well, Jen, yeah. Um, Actually, there was a caller last week when I was listening in. She had called in and said hers was blooming for like a year straight. Usually they'll bloom for a while, um, and then they'll stop. They'll go back to green and then just sort of be like a normal houseplant. And then you typically have to do that light thing that we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. Jen, is the, the 12 light, 12 dark, 12 light, 12 hours of dark, 12 hours of light to get it going again, <laughs> Kathy. And typically something like that, you would start um, about eight to 12 weeks before Christmas um, to get it to trigger it to go into the blooming stage. Um, but awesome. bright light, treat it like a thing. I've had people put them outside during the summer. Um, they're fairly hardy um, plant to begin with. They are a type of succulent. They don't like to be um, watered um, too much they like to dry out a little bit in between waterings and those ones will give you the wilt a little bit when they're ready to be watered they'll yeah. they'll, they'll go down a little bit so they pout um yes absolutely and mm-hmm. 
I think we do have, we have Sandra on the line. We're going to go to Sandra. Good morning, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hey, hey good morning, you too. Thanks, thanks so much for uh, taking my call. So listen, of I know <laughs> listen, I know you were talking about avocados earlier. I actually have luck with growing avocados from seed. Okay, um, but, awesome. Share with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, awesome. I don't know what to be. Listen, I'm the person with a brown thumb. Like, I honestly can't. <laughs> I kill things all the time, but for some reason, avocados are my friend. And so wow. I, have this, I have this one pot, and um, I think it's maybe three years ago or four years ago, and the plant is now probably six feet tall. And really? Then, yeah, but it's super skinny, and, I, and um, I was told in the beginning that I was supposed to trim it down or something like that to make the Yeah, you pinch it. Yeah. When it's smaller, if you pinch it back of it, it'll thicken up. Ah, so is there any chance to doing that now? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, okay. any of the new growth, if there's a few branches, just go and you can cut those back and uh and it should hopefully thicken up. Yeah, I've seen pictures online on like if you Google um growing avocado, a lot of the pictures of this a bunch of gangly looking plants. So yeah, it's kinda... no, it's totally like it's so scrawny. I went for it and got like a, an issue. Anyways, but um, okay, so if it's so where it has a new shoot off the main stalk, I just cut it. Yeah, right just go underneath the there. Yeah, just go underneath that a bit and then trim it. Um, just cut the top off. Okay. And then okay, that. That's great. Yeah. Do you have leaves all the way down to the bottom or? No, they're right at the top. Okay, hmm. just at the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. try that. Okay, I'll so do that. So see if okay. you yeah, just cut the tip off a bit, and and that should try to hopefully force it down. But they don't look like I said when people are growing them in pots. A lot of the pictures I'm just sort of seeing online, they're not the nicest looking plant. Like they're kind of <laughs> all kind of gangly looking. Well, it's kind of true, and it's it's already hit the ceiling, and it's bending over and going another direction now. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then I have another one. Like I just had another another seed, and then I planted it in there. So there's a tinier one. It's probably only three feet tall. So what I'll do is I'll do that for sure on the little one, and then the tiny one I'll experiment. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Good no. And you. If you like, so when you did it, like, did you just did you do the toothpick method method where you have it yeah. just dangling in the water, and then when it develops roots, you transplant it into soil. Yeah, that's all I did. And honestly, um, so you just, as you can tell, I don't have really any background on this kind of stuff at all. So you're talking about succulents, like they like, you know, being dehydrated and then wet. That's the way I look after my plants. I don't know it's the relationship I have with them. And they're like, okay, we're, we're going in starvation mode. And then it's total flood season. And so I did not take care of this thing at all. And that's what happened. And actually, the kind of thing, my, my, my stepdaughter... She lived in Israel for some time, and um, she—I don't—was it a kibitz or something? Or is that, no, 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 it was kibitz. A Tel Aviv, whatever. Anyways, um, she she took this, <laughs> she took this course, and she gave it to me, um, or she told me what to do. And that's yeah, we just did the toothpick thing, and boom! Now I wow. have an oddity in my kitchen. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's right? what my <laughs> wife calls me when I'm sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that guy? All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Sandra. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Awesome. Uh, um, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. No, and 
if if somebody has some good advice on that, please call us and share. But why don't we do this in the Greenos Gen? Like, uh, I'm sure between Lisa, Jess, or somebody in the Spruce yeah. Up team is eating avocados on a regular basis. Let's gather a few seeds up and okay. try a different a few different methods and uh, and see what we can come up with and uh, and maybe share it. Lisa can do a, a do it on Instagram and Facebook. Do a little. Um, thing on social media. Let's share it. Let's, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Like yeah, it. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah that would be and fun. also maybe the and maybe the pineapple takes a little bit too long. I've done that a couple times, and I have gotten them growing like where you cut you? off the the top of the hype the pineapple when you buy it, mm-hmm. and yeah. then you just you let it callous for a few days. And you just dip it in a little bit of rooting hormone, and then stick it into soil, and then get it growing that way. I've done that a few times, and I've never got to the point where I've got pineapples again, but definitely had a plant grown. So um, those kind of things are fun. And I've tried yeah. the the celery or the lettuce that you kind of see online where people do that. I was just um, looking I've, at that. Yeah. And, what do you but think? I've never got – I've, I've got it growing, but I've never – it always seems to get kind of gangly. Like it kind of really? – Oh, yeah, so but I know people have done it. So if, yeah. if anybody's done that kind of stuff, maybe give us a shout. Let us know how it goes and uh, what the best best Tips methods are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what this is about. Fair, uh, fair. Sharing. Yeah. yeah, you can give us a I shout on four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. And what else do I got? I got a few texts here. It says good morning, beautiful people. Nice. Aww. Can I plant? Isn't that nice when people start a conversation like that? Actually, that made me happy just when you said that. I know. I know. It makes you smile. Yeah. Good morning, beautiful people. And I'm sure she means everybody out there, Um, he or she. Um, Can I plant ginger root from a grocery store? Um, I don't know. Um, (laughs) There's another one. Let's let's make a little list. Yeah, okay. So let's make a list. Let's do a little research on this. All right. And uh, we're going to have some answers of what you can grow from the grocery store. This will be a segment that we'll do. What you can grow from the grocery store. So this is is good. So um, this is right from our listeners to to people that want to know what can you grow from the grocery store. So we're going to do a little research. And so next week, Jen and I will discuss how to grow an avocado, ginger root, a pineapple, and mm-hmm. reusing your your lettuce and, uh, and celery, so we're, we're, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll update okay. on on a bit of that next week. So uh, so okay. listen in next week as we will definitely have Pressure's it. On. But we still have time to. Yeah, there's no pressure. But yeah. I, I think that that one's a fun one, right? Because you always sometimes you get that thing. And and even some of the grocery stores now are selling the lettuce with the roots and that already yeah. on them, like they're like they're live. So you could almost plant that. You could bring it home, plant it, and let it grow, and then just pick as you go, like a few leaves off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and then just keep keep eating that way, which would be kind of cool. So I think so too. Anyways, yeah. that that would be fun. Um, got a quick text here from. Um, from Dwight, our good friend Dwight says, good morning, Jen and Merle. Also, welcome back. I'm getting ready to plant my peppers again. So when I repot the seedlings, should I repot them in clumps of four or five or one per pot? I say one per pot. 
um, mm-hmm. separate them at the time. They're clumped together, and then when you prick them out, and that's the the term you use when you when you transplant um, your plants, is it's called pricking out, and you can do that. So you transplant them into one per pot, um, Dwight, and you should be good to go. And awesome. I'm going to take a quick, yeah, and we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roe Coombs. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Coverage Year-Round Full-Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Um, and... Jen, you guys got a contest going on in the garden center for Valentine's Day. So what? how does it work? Yeah, we do. Um, so that's all posted up on our social media, if you forget. But we're giving away two gifts. Um, one of them is two $50 gift cards. And hang on a second. I just have to – I had it written down because I didn't want to forget it myself for you and a friend. And the second one is – and there's a picture of it on social media. It's a pretty anthurium in a pot as well as a gift card. So you do oh, the wow. – the, Right? Oh, it's so pretty. And that pot, because it's posted, I don't know how many we have left, but everybody came in looking for the pot. It was actually, it's funny when things happen that way. But anyhow, and then this particular anthurium that's in there is a gorgeous one. We've had them one per customer. It's the uh, Clarinervium. So it's, I think, also called a cardboard plant because the leaves get nice and dense. So it's really gorgeous. Check it out online. Um, but that's what we're doing for Valentine's Day. So go check out our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, look for that post. Awesome. Yeah. And we have quite a few callers on the line, which is nice to see everybody waking up, getting ready for spring. Um, We're going to go to Pat. Good morning, Pat. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Good. I got a aphid infestation on my hibiscus. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've been battling them for probably over a month. I've been using your pure spray green i've doubled the concentration um uh, uh, sort of how often are you doing are you doing that every sort of five days sort of thing i've been trying to do it every three days just trying to maybe get ahead of it yeah Uh, yeah uh, for a while there it seemed like i was winning but then it started to flower and and the new flower buds they would start opening and uh they would just be coated with aphids. Yeah, they love hibiscus. Like they, yeah. so the only other like, and are you just spraying it in there like with a mister out of a spray bottle or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've been bringing it out in the garage and giving it a I guess a good okay. spray down and try to get underneath the leaves on top of the leaves. Yeah, uh, the new buds. Even if you could stick it in the, do you like in your sink in the kitchen sink? Do you have one of those nozzles that you can pull out that you can spray a little bit well, more pressure? Well, well, this thing is about forty years old. It's about three oh, feet high. Oh, wow. oh, nice. So I guess. Um, so what I would maybe do is there's also a product you might need a little bit more. It's harder because especially when they're blooming, there's so many little crevices in yeah. the in the in the in the hibiscus that the aphids are hiding and they just love when the hibiscus is blooming because there's mm-hmm. they're just so full of new juice they just um yeah. we have a product called kills, kills. Um, yeah and it it has a bit of a residual on it 
Okay. And it's a little bit heavier duty, so you might want to give that a try. Okay. And, uh, uh, and see I, I, how that does the only, other, the only other thing I was thinking of, well, whether just, you know, spraying it down with water, like dragging it into the shower and giving it a nice... Yeah. Giving it a nice rain, but then, you know, uh, I don't know if the yeah. eggs are in the soil or... Or just in the they, little they could be so maybe even when you do the the pure spray green drench like soak mm -hmm. everything and then just spray the top of the soil really well as okay. as well yeah and, but it, it it sounds like you're on it like that sort of every three to five days sort of break the cycle yeah um, just don't um, I wouldn't um, don't mix it too strong again okay. too you just don't want to get well, I, too I high I of a concentration like, like two cats yeah. per per uh per liter where i was doing just a one cap per liter okay yeah yeah i don't i don't know the measurement on that um i'll get uh i'll find out from brad what it is right now and yeah. then i'll i'll let you know on air so you can just you'll listen in and i'll okay um the the mix rate for for the pure spray green okay and i'll all right i'll try the kills too yeah I, I, how's that spelled just k-i-l-l-k yeah, K I L S. Okay. K I L Z, actually. Okay. And you've got it at your store? Absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank Good you luck. very much. Bye bye. Yeah, and that's awesome that he has a, a plant that that's old. So impressive. Um, yeah. Another guy yeah. is just saying, uh, I'm going to get another text. Insecticidal soap, and it works great. You could definitely try that as well. This with the soap, you got to make sure you rinse it off. Yeah, um, Pat. If you're if you are listening, and that's usually what the pure spray green is very similar. It, it works like a an insecticidal soap. Um, but um, yeah, try you, that. You the trounce. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, frustrating. All right. eh? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But when you get some of that old, you want to make sure you get it. But they just love those hibiscus when they're blooming. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we have a couple other callers that we'll get to right after this. We just got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. Ottawa police are conducting criminal investigations into 50 alleged incidents connected to the Freedom Convoy. They say 11 of those alleged offenses were hate crimes and four people are facing charges. Pierre Polyev says he's running to be the next prime minister. The conservative MP launched his bid for the party's leadership in a video released on social media in which he criticizes Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and government spending. Fears are rising about what would happen to Europe's energy supply if Russia were to invade Ukraine and then it shut off natural gas in retaliation for U.S. and European sanctions. It supplies about a third of Europe's natural gas, which is already low. Clearing this afternoon, reaching a high of 10 degrees, partly cloudy overnight with a low of zero, sunny and 9 degrees tomorrow. It's 8 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Suck Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and uh, just looking at a gorgeous amaryllis that Ray shared with us. He had seven blooms on one stem, Jen. Whoa. That's I know. impressive. Huh. Yeah. 
and he has one behind it that looks like it's yeah it's beautiful um big nice red line one i think it's uh it's a red it looks gorgeous Mm. anyways nice work yeah, nice work. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to the phone line. We're going to go. Actually, first of all, I just want to, on the Pierce Ray Green, it's 20 mils per liter. So oh. just about three quarters of a shot glass per hmm. um, liter um, will give you about uh, the right ratio um, for what you need. So hopefully that helps, and uh, and we'll go from there. And we're going to go to Victor. Good morning, Victor. Morning. Morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing, Victor? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, How can we help will, you? Will fiddlehead greens, uh, fiddlehead ferns grow here? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do really well. They're they're awesome in a shade garden. They don't like a real, real super hot. They will survive yeah. in it if it's somewhat sunny. But those are great ones that you can add into your shade garden. So, uh, but they and they will multiply. So, you just got to be careful. Um, they they will they can take over an area um, once they've been in there for a while. So, um, just got to be careful. And if you just if keeping on it, if you only want to keep them contained, you just have to. It's a bit of maintenance going in and digging out any of the ones if they do get spreading like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you have? Do you sell seed for them? It's, it comes in a bulb. Like we, we we're gonna have the bare bulb, and I, I hope we have those coming. Um, and what they are, because we've had them. And what there is just a. They look like a bulb with a. Like a, they sort of like a. They look like a hairy potato sort of thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, if not, we have them growing in pots as well. Um, they're they're growing yeah. from from a seed, like from a a spore, not necessarily a oh, seed. They're, they're growing from a like a bulb. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they're awesome here, and they're great for the shade, and uh, and and they work really well. So that's great. Alrighty. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Victor. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, Jen. We got oh, Margo exciting. on the line. Good morning, Margo. Hey, Margo. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. How can we help you? Um, uh, last fall, I dug out uh, my geraniums. I've got about 10 geraniums, shook all the dirt off them, put them in the big box, and I've got them downstairs. And I did this last year, and it, it actually worked really well. Um, so I'm going to repot them about the beginning of March, and I wanted to know some of them, uh, about three or four of them are quite large. So do I, can I repot them in the pot that they're going to wind up being in, or should I pot them in a smaller pot to start? Um, I, I, you, you'll be typically fine. How big a pot are they going to end up in? Um, like one of the big, um, oh gosh, maybe 12-inch pots. Yeah, wow. you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, my my most important question is: I need I want to put a grow light on them when I repot them. Um, are grow lights um, are they a special bulb in a regular fluorescent uh, fixture, or are they special bulbs in special fixtures? Um, they're just they're more of the bulb, and we have bulbs that you mm-hmm. can just screw into a regular uh, light bulb socket. Um, okay. We have those ones in stock. Or we have ones that come like a fluorescent tube. And the yeah. main thing is you want something that's full spectrum 
and uh, and definitely. So when you pull it out, do you see green already in your in your geraniums? Are they starting to sprout already? Have yeah. you looked at them? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've got. Well, they're not green. They're kind of um, white. Yeah, pale like white. White yeah. asparagus. <laughs> yeah, you know? they're kind of like we call that blind. They're kind of they're blind right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so, really quite neat. So, uh, well, I haven't looked at them this year. Right now, I've checked them every month, so I'm t- checking them today. But they usually have, you know, new growth, and some of them even have little flowers on them already. Yeah. So you do you <laughs> wow. typically just cut cut them back, like take them back a third or something, cut off a bunch of the um, dead upper no, growth and then let them start? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, awesome. I dig, when I dig them out, I just knock all um, dirt off them and I spray them with an insecticide and then I just let them dry overnight and then just lay them in a box, like end for end. Yeah. A, a box with air holes and put them in my basement and then I just check them every month and and um, a couple of some of the smaller ones um, maybe die, but last year I put uh, ten in and I got eight full plants out. Oh wow! So and and it's nice too because then you'll get your blooms should be getting bigger and bigger yeah. as you grow too. So the biggest thing too with geraniums is just um, when you bring them up, cut them back. They love twenty 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 as a fertilizer too. Okay. Um, they. They just they perform very well with that, and they like to be cooled off a bit, like sort of, like in between, like the, to get them climatized so they don't get too soft before you put them outside. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Well, so if I, you can put them off like outside during the day, and and then bring them in at night and stuff like that. Yeah, um, before I did you that them last outside, year. I, I did it pretty gradually, you know, just to get them kind of like awesome. You know, yeah, it worked and it worked really good. So I had. You know, eight free geraniums. <laughs> Good I for thought, you. I've got one that's um, it's kind of a cranberry colored. Like it's not the usual red, but mm. it's yeah. a really pretty cranberry color, and that's my favorite. And that's why I started doing it because I couldn't find <laughs> that color again when I, you know, after I bought I, it. I know exactly what color. It's sort of a it's a deeper red. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. We when we get them in, they're they're, they're calliops. Um, oh. Variety, um, oh, yeah. and when we do get those in, they usually go quite quickly. They're yeah. they're very nice. It's a beautiful and they, color, and they hold their shape pretty well. Like they're yeah. not, uh, they don't get really long and leggy. They they yeah. stay a little bit more compact, which is nice. Yeah, it's so. a really nice nice geranium. So I'm quite. I was really okay. thrilled that it came back. But perfect. Thank you for your help. All right. So, Thanks, so you've Margo. got different different lengths of fluorescent bulbs. Yes, yeah. I think we have 24, 36, and 48, I believe. Oh, or perfect. we have the ones that you can just screw into a existing light socket. Yeah, no, I've, got a, I've got a, fl- a fluorescent fixture hanging over a table, and I was thinking that's where I'd put them this year. So Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure if they'll work. Like, depends on what end you have. So maybe pop the ball bolt now okay. before you come and just see what, what end it has. So I'm not sure if you can put those bulbs into oh. older existing so you fixture. might need the whole fixture yeah oh okay okay great. Yeah. to see what connection point you have yeah. and to snap a picture of it or something and then uh when okay. you come in to check okay. all right perfect thanks for your help <laughs> all right bye. thank you bye-bye bye-bye and 
If you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire. And I got a quick text here from Winona. It says, welcome back. Thank you. And my hibiscus tree is losing leaves. Is that good or bad? Will it get new leaves? It's about two feet tall. Um, Jen, like I find that their um, hibiscus, they're similar like with a gardenia or some of those. Like, they will shed through certain mm-hmm. periods. Um, yeah. So what? any advice on, like for a hibiscus tree, what, what sort of what should they be doing with that? Um, I would want to know. I would always look at stress first. Is the plant stressed in any way? Is it overwatered or underwatered? Sort of look at those things and see what might be going on there. It could just be a leaf drop getting ready for the spring, and it's going to put out some new growth. Um, I don't know what fertilizer you like to use, uh, Merle, for the hibiscus. Is it is it thirty ten ten? Yeah, they yeah. like they, they sometimes like a little more acidic to keep that dark color in them. Um, yeah. Twenty 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 uh, thirty ten ten, um, both work great for the hibiscus. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, and the key to them, I think, is is light too. They just they love the light. Like they need light, uh, yeah, and temperature, right? Because um, yeah. that can be a thing too, um, depending on where it's located because those are some of the things you always have to look at first in my opinion you know is your watering your light like you said any yep. sort of draft or cold and 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 start from that and see what has changed or if that's affecting it in some way and of course bugs as well yeah no absolutely so so maybe Wyonona, i think um if a bit of leaf shed is normal on those mm-hmm. um just ensure that you're not watering too much over the winter time because we see that a bit over the winter, people tend to water a little bit more than is needed. Let them True. dry out in between. Yeah, and then you, and then you should be. I think it should be fine. But uh, just ensure that you give it a good, uh, um, a good maybe some start fertilizing here in the next couple of weeks as their days are getting longer. You can start fertilizing again, um, and then you should be totally fine. And uh, give that a try. But we're gonna go to the phone line. We're going to go to, I think, Donna. Good morning, Donna. Morning. Good, mo- Hi, Good Donna. morning. Hi, Donna. Hi, <laughs> Donna. How can we help you? Oh, I purchased the bonsai ficus plant a couple of weeks ago. It's about three, three and a half feet tall. Um, yeah. I nice. just wondered if you could give me any advice on it. It's really quite nice. Awesome. Jen? What's it, how's it going? What kind of advice are you looking for? It, well, it says on the little tag to Try and water it probably when it needs it, maybe once every five to seven days. I wondered awesome. about fertilizer. Yeah. Um, do I just do you, treat it like a regular house plant? And you know what? For the most part, yes. I think with that shallower dish, because I it, it, uh, right, it has kind of a shorter dish. It's not as deep as regular plant pots. Is that right? Well, I hear what you're saying. I think normally when I do see a bonsai, it is in a shallower pot. This one doesn't seem to be as shallow as a lot. Oh. It's got a very, very, like it's it's got a, a three or four inch stem on it, and then it's all 
got little offshoot branches coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be best, just like you're thinking, is to treat it like a house plant. You know, let it dry out completely, water it thoroughly. A lot of people just surface water when they see the top of the soil dry, and they just they just water that, and so nothing underneath is getting moist like it needs to. It needs to get that water, so water it all the way through. I'm, is there drainage in the pot? Yes. Yeah, perfect. And so then it's coming out the bottom. Do that every time it's the whole thing is dry. So it should be a little bit lighter when you when you test it for weight. Um, I, I would say bright indirect light. It could probably tolerate some medium to a little bit lower light as well. But bright indirect light would would get it growing nice. Okay. What yeah. about a fertilizer? It, it, could you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is it the is it the evergreen one or is it the like a fig? Or a deciduous bonsai? Uh, I think it's a fig deciduous one. Okay. Yeah, so I think this is your regular houseplant fertilizer. You can use 20-20-20 on it. Um, okay. But I think it's really important what Jen says, too, is the watering. When you do water, water it really thoroughly. Like, make sure you fill the pot up three or four times, let the water run out the bottom, and then, and then leave it um, until it's dry the next time. Perfect. And how often should I fertilize? Once a mm. month is lots for those. Yeah, I agree, especially in this season. Um, I, I fertilize once a month right now, and then you can start picking it up as we go into the growing season. I, I water quite a bit. Depending on what you're using, you can dial back. If you if you water a lot and fertilize each time, you can just use much less fertilizer. But um, for right now, once a month is perfect. And so what is the much less fertilizer if I start watering more frequently? Oh, um, so kind of a weekly, weekly sort of thing. So then I would use, you know, a quarter, a quarter of what the recommended dosage is. Okay. Yeah, but okay, I mean, well, yeah. And Sorry. just make sure you okay, water great. before you fertilize. Like, if on mm-hmm. fertilizer day, water first and then fertilize. Because um, okay. you don't want to, because that way you're not wasting all your fertilizer and you won't burn your roots as well. So, oh, okay. so just make sure you water it well, and then have yours whenever it's fertilizer day for all your plants, and then you go around and you just add fertilizer after it's been watered. Okay, thank you very much for your help. All right, awesome. take care, Donna. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and we <laughs> we need to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and we're going to go to the phone lines. Um, I've had quite a few, so I got Patrick on the line. Good morning, Patrick. Morning. Hello. Hello hey, how Patrick. How can we help you? Good, good. Uh, my question is about uh, my raspberry bushes. Um, I have a great little area, the lots and lots of sunlight. Everything's awesome on it, but... This year, what I did was I thinned them all out. Sorry, last year. I thinned them all out and cleaned it up so there's a little bit of space between them. Um, and I noticed that all I got was very little berries, and I got a ton of little brown spots on the leaves. Hmm. Okay. Um, <coughs> so in the spring, <coughs> sorry, do you typically go in and thin out all the old deadwood? Like, 
so we had never we had never we've had the house about five years and the first couple of years it was just like a big mop of stuff we never thinned anything and then it was last year that we thinned it in the spring and then for the whole summer we got very few berries and these leaves looked like they had like little spots and were browning and we're like well, yeah. that's the weirdest thing considering we cleaned it up yeah i was gonna say because before that were you getting lots of raspberries as well yeah or? Tons, huh. tons. We didn't yeah. rake, we didn't See, anything to the ground, nothing. Huh. That's usually unusual because typically that um, you get that uh, those spots is when it's too congested, like you were saying, like it gets too um, not enough airflow and things like that. Yeah. I would see what's going to happen this year. It could be just maybe a bit of an adjustment last year, and then okay. see what happens this spring. Um, hopefully, it goes back to being normal because um, well, usually what you did should be should have been beneficial well that's that's what i thought and you know we went in and spoke to a, a garden center and the, the young gentleman was very he's like you know that's awesome it really shouldn't do that but like you said you've had it five years and you've done nothing with them all five years you've never like i never went on my way to water i never like it got water from the sky like i never did anything with those raspberries and we got tons of them and then this year i thought I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to make it a little safer for the kids to go in there, all that sort of stuff. And I took photos, and he's like, "You now that you've cleaned it all up and thinned it out, you can look. Your ground is all dried and caked. He's like, so there's hmm. too much clay in there. You might want to add some fertilizer. And I'm like, oh. I didn't. I didn't at that time. I thought, well, they've been fine every year since then, so why would I worry about it now? But now I realize maybe I need to do something to the ground. No, and that makes sense because if it had lots of mulch and leaf cover on the ground before – it was probably holding moisture in like a mulch, and then if you oh. cleaned it all up, it probably, especially last year being so dry, that it would just take all the moisture away. Oh, okay. So, so that does make sense. So even if you put bark mulch down, like don't use bark raw bark mulch, but get stuff that's been decomposed, like this the Foothills Premium that we sell. And if you wanted to put that down, it holds moisture in. Or soaker hoses work really good for raspberry patches, those leaky okay. hose ones, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Put those down there and, and water them because they use a lot of water, especially last year it was really dry. So that does make sense what that, that guy was saying as well. Um, and fertilize, you can just use a granular fertilizer. Like even our lawn fertilizer works great for raspberries. 16326, high middle number. You can just sprinkle that along the root system. Um, and then it'll, you'll, you'll get a steady feeding. Um, but that should should definitely be a difference. I would, I would add the soaker hose and some food as well. I think that's good advice. Okay, thank you very much. All righty, take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and we're going to go to Alan. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. I have a raspberry problem also. Hmm. Okay, what's up? <clears throat> well, I've been growing them for over 80 years, and this, I've never seen this before. Over the last five years, they gradually got smaller and, and shorter, and the berries got tinier, and the leaves, you know, just wrinkled up, and they've just died. Yeah, and, I think uh, a lot of it is we've had a lot warmer summers. Like we we're actually feel like we're getting a real summer lately, the last few years. Yeah. So similar advice, what I was saying to Patrick is, um, I think you probably want to do the cleanup 
Have you gone in and cleaned out all the gray? Because when you look at the branches, you'll have gray and brown at this time of year. Yeah. You want to remove all the you want to remove all the gray stuff. Yeah, I uh, take, as best I you take can. all the old ones out, the old canes. Okay. So you might want to put a little bit of mulch along the bottom of the root system, a little bit of fertilizer, and then put one of those soaker hoses on it. Because last summer was really hard on some of our fruit bearing shrubs like that especially if the soil hasn't been rejuvenated and it's older shrubs like you you got um it just there's not enough moisture in the ground to sustain it so even snow farming at this time of year right now like pile a bunch of uh, snow around them um so that way when it melts it goes down into the root system for the spring and and then put a soaker hose first thing in the spring and even give them a shot with the, like a water-soluble fertilizer, a 15, 30, 15, something like that um, would really help get it going. Well, great. 15, 30, I just, it 15? Sound, yeah, something with a high middle number. I just think it sounds like it's just deterioration of the soil over the years. Um, this lack of nutrients in the root system to sustain all that foliage. And it, it if you get a few more years of that, it doesn't. You might need to just do a rejuvenation where you cut the whole thing right down and let it come up fresh from the bottom. And you, right. But you'll lose a year. Hmm. But um, but I think this thinning out should be fine, fertilizing, and then a little bit more moisture into the ground. Super. Yeah, Alrighty. thank you very much. All right. Enjoy. Take care. Okay, thanks, Alan. Bye-bye. And actually, sorry, Kim, I wasn't able to get back to you. I know Kim called us again, Jen. Um, Oh. We're starting to get lots of callers again. Um, (laughs) Fun. And I had one of our callers from Bragg Creek sent in a a link to growing kitchen scraps. So I sent that to you (laughs) and Lisa and Jess. So um, thanks for sharing, and that's what I love about our listeners. Yeah. Um, they they love to share. Um, thanks for joining me, Jen. We're at the end of the show Thank here. Thank you. So, all right, good to good to be back. And yes, uh, it is until <laughs> absolutely. And until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on seven seventy CHQR. <laughs>